Welcome to Late Night Talks, a place for growth, stability, and transformation. The podcast for men and for the women who want to understand men. My name is Amy Jo. I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and a life strategist. Here, we take you to the next level of your journey mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Hello there, good evening, welcome to the show here at Late Night Talks. How's it going? I hope you are healthy and you're well and doing good. I hope you had a good weekend. I went to see Avatar. And if you have not seen that movie, you should. It is so good. It's very long, but it's not the type where you're sitting through and waiting for it to be over. It is a really, really good movie. I saw the first one, but this one, this one's got it, okay? I especially love the mysterious, magical Kiri. <laughs> Highly recommend the movie. Anyways, um, yeah, if you're new here, big warm welcome to you as well. And I know the holidays are upon us and it can be a very stressful time for many people. People are scrambling around, doing last minute shopping, they're preparing to travel. And for a lot of other people, it's a very, very lonely time during the holidays. And I am sorry if that's you and that's how you feel. But just know that you're never alone. But I think that we should just take a couple deep breaths in and free up some of this stagnant energy that we've been holding on to or that's kind of, you know, making us tense. Breathe in deeply and then release it. This is Zen time here, so take advantage of this and relax and just chill out here while you're listening. This is going to be a very low-key podcast tonight because that's just where my energy is. I mean, I'm happy, but I'm chilled. Do you know that there is approximately 7,151 languages throughout the globe? That's crazy. There's 8 billion people. You know, language is how we communicate and connect with other people. And if you look at that on a, on a big scale, like there's so many language barriers between us getting to know other people. If it wasn't for Google Translate, you know, we'd be lost. But 40% of the world's population are monolinguals, meaning they only know one language. All 8 billion people, because the 8th billionth baby was born sometime in November, apparently. We all operate from the same language. And it's coded in every cell. And this language is the language of the universe. And the universal language is a vibration. And I say it all the time. I've always said this, that we are feeling beings. You know, what we feel impacts our reality. What we transmit out into the world is our communication to the universe, basically. It hears us, 
by what we feel, okay? I know we spoke about the law of vibration last week, but I feel the need to expand on this topic only because the law of vibration and the law of attraction go hand in hand. I mean, all the laws kind of do, right? But especially these two. And my time has been very limited lately. So I don't always get to add as much material as I'd like in these episodes. For those of you who are new, I'm doing a series on the 12 universal laws. And if you're interested, you can go back and listen to those. There's the law of oneness, the law of vibration, the law of correspondence, and tonight is the law of attraction. From my own personal experience, this absolutely works. I think the key to this law is, as with anything in life, it comes down to one thing. And that one thing is belief. If you believe in something hard enough, anything is possible. The law of attraction, it's thought of as new age. It's actually something that's been around since the ancients many years ago. And I think that they knew so much more than we think that they did about life, about astrology, about mathematics, about consciousness. But here in today's world, we're surrounded by these distractions, pushing us away from our holistic, wholesome thinking, right? Technology, social media, video games, and such. Consciousness is really being suppressed. But more and more people are actually starting to arise from this deep slumber and waking up to these new concepts. Well, not new, but these, these ideas that, you know, came from the beginning of time. So tonight, we're going to learn more about what the law of attraction is, how it works, and how we can attract what we want into our life. I know there's a ton of information out there on this law, but some of it is misleading. It's not just about visualizing and bringing in your desires. So we're going to uncover some cool discoveries about vibrations and our DNA, which affects our bodies and what we're sending out to the spheres and, and how to make this law work in your favor. The law of attraction states that your thoughts directly influence the fabric of your reality, right? Thoughts emit these magnetic impulses that reorganize reality and attract what you're thinking about back to you. And this law is backed by quantum physics. This is also known by the popular term as manifesting. So the law of attraction is this universal magnetic force that affects everything and everyone, even Really, the law of gravity is part of the law of attraction. This law attracts many things, things that we hold in our electromagnetic field, our ideas, our thoughts, our beliefs. And the law of attraction is an instrument that's available to us. And if it's tuned properly, we can create this, this amazing world that we desire. It's not about using some magic spell to get what you want. It's about putting out this positive energy in a way that the universe will respond with positive results. Remember, like attracts like. 
This is a scientific principle that this law is based on. You hear success stories all the time of people who win the lottery over and over and over again. There's a woman that's won the lottery like 30 times or something. I forget. There's just, there's a lot of different stories out there when they're using this law to attract these winnings and the abundance that they have in their life. The law of attraction really first became popular back in 2006 when the movie The Secret was released. And if you haven't seen that, I recommend that you do. There's also a book with that same name. I'm sure that you have. It's, you know, it's everywhere. But if you haven't, yeah, go go watch it. But the law of attraction ideas were really initially discussed in a book as early as 1887 by an author named Helena Blatovatsky. And many of the law of attraction experts think that it's really, like I said, it's, it's existed since the beginning of time. Because a lot of these concepts of the law of attraction are really deeply embedded in many of the the faiths and spiritual traditions across the globe. So how is this actually working? You know, what triggers this law? Is there something more happening on a vibrational level? Here's some ideas that I just want to present to you. There's something called magnetite. And magnetite is a mineral composed of iron oxide. And it's one of the most natural magnetic substances on earth. And it's widely understood that animals, birds, salmon, sea turtles, honeybees, uh, lobsters, dolphins, rodents, they all have this innate magnetic sense and allows them to use the earth's magnetic field for navigation to, to places such as feeding and breeding grounds. And animals know when danger is coming. They walk in circles. They act really weird before earthquakes. They run to higher ground before tsunamis. I mean, animals sense and hear sounds that we cannot. And I always have said, you know, animals are closer to the spirit world than we realize. Scientists have discovered the presence of millions of tiny crystallized fragments of magnetite living in our brain, including the pineal gland, which is known as the third eye or the seat of the soul. So could this possibly be the tiny antennas that connect our consciousness all together, that connects us to the universe? Scientists don't really know yet what this, the use of this magnetite is in our brains, but some studies are emerging. It's interesting because the presence of these crystals may explain why the indigenous tribes have been shown to have such strong sense of direction. But in our modern society here, perhaps we've forgotten our own natural abilities due to those, again, distractions. When we're in sync with the electromagnetic field over the earth, we're more likely to sense things such as weather events you know, psychic phenomena, our ability to remote view and telepathy is believed to be heightened during this time. We have this electromagnetic field in which we're constantly downloading millions of bits of 
information 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and trillions of electromagnetic waves are passing through us, in us, and around us. Radio waves, microwaves, infrared radiation, ultraviolet rays, x-rays, gamma waves. And we don't see any of that with the human eye. I also want to talk about cymatics. This is the study of the visible effects of sound and vibration. And the multiple forms of universal geometry, symmetry, and, and the beauty that emerge through resonance in various mediums. The higher the frequency, the more complex the geometric design. It's quite incredible. If you're not too familiar with cymatics, you should go check it out. It's, it's very cool. There's also Dr. Emoto's ice crystal experiment. Now, Dr. Masaru Emoto the Japanese scientist who revolutionized this notion that our thoughts and intentions influence our physical world is one of the world's most influential water researchers. He examined the empirical evidence of how the, the chemical structure of water changes when it's exposed to human words, our thoughts, sounds, and even intentions. And he studied this for about two decades before he passed away in 2014. Water exposed to loving, nurturing, kind and compassionate human intention resulted in aesthetically attractive physical molecule formations in the water. While water exposed to negative, nasty, fearful, human intentions resulted in the disconnected, deformed, and unpleasant physical molecule formations. So he accomplished this by doing magnetic resonance analysis and, and high-speed photography. This might be an interesting, fun experiment to try at home on your own. See what happens. <laughs> so let's talk about DNA. We have two main emotions. We have fear or we have love. They're opposite on the scale. Love is at the highest, fear is at the lowest. And all the other emotions in between, they either stem from one or the other. Fear and love, they just can't coexist. So we're either living in fear or we're living in love. And most people up to 70% of the time, are living in a fear-based reality. According to, to Greg Braden, in our DNA structure, which is composed of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen, there's around 64 potential codes for amino acids. There's only 20 active codes out of those 64 in our DNA helix. There's an on and off switch where code sites are located on the DNA. And what switches those, those switches is emotion. So our human genetic makeup is intimately related to our emotional patterns. So the number of antennas accessible, meaning the clear signals, to say a person living in fear is very limited because the frequency of fear is expressed with what 
Braden calls long, slow lines or waves that misfire and don't hit much of the DNA. It only reaches a very small fraction of the DNA in any, any given organism. Now, a person who's immersed in love, in that loving state, the higher the frequency. So this creates shorter wavelengths or wave bands, which means it hits more of the DNA code sites, giving access to more antennas. So DNA literally sends and receives information. It acts as an antenna for cellular regulation. It's a receiver and transmitter of photons. This is why it's really important to pay attention to that emotional state that you're in, especially if you want to attract good things into your life. We truly do have an effect on the world around us. And here's how scientists know this. In the 90s, a scientist, Vladimir Paponin, I believe his name is, he measured photons in a vacuum tube. The photons mean tiny particles of light. And as he predicted, these photons kind of just scattered all over inside the tube. And then they added human DNA to that vacuum tube with the photons. And after some time, they saw that the particles, the photons began to line up with the DNA. And then after that experiment, they removed the human DNA to see what the particles would do. And what they did, they found that the photons behavior remained unchanged as if the DNA were still in the tube. It maintained its original shape as if the DNA was still in there. So this demonstrates right? That we can make a difference in the world, even when we're not physically there. The way we feel about ourselves and the world shapes the way our DNA is written, which in turn shapes our experiences of the world. DNA is a multifunctional, multidimensional component of our being. One more thing I'd like to add is that it's well known that the sulfatio frequencies, they might have a big impact on, on our DNA. The frequency, especially of 528 Hertz, this is known to heal and repair the DNA and other parts of the body. This effect is caused by groups of healing water coming together. 528 Hertz makes a shape of six sides that looks like a, a hectagon. Since 70% of our bodies and 90% of our cells are made of water, this helps the DNA clean and repair itself. This is powerful stuff. We've just been given a lot of incorrect information our whole lives. And whether it was through environment, parents, education, the news, when we're bombarded with this false information or bad information will end up developing chronic negative thinking. So I think this is why so many people tend to lean towards constantly thinking about what could go wrong rather than what could go right. We have options all the time, every second of every day, every moment to choose 
You just have to be more aware of, of what's taking place in that moment to change that thought. But a lot of, a lot of us just, we don't like change. We stick with what's familiar, what's easy. Our words and our thoughts are very, very much alive though. Trust that. Our voice is a signal to both the body and to the ethers. What you project out is going to affect your reality. If you say, I'm feeling sick, you're just going to keep feeling sick. You're going to feel worse and worse with that type of thinking. You could replace it and say, I know my body is getting better and better, stronger and stronger. And your body is going to start responding positively to that, to those words, to that vibration that those words are expressing. We have more power than we ever thought. This is peer-reviewed science. And I just felt like we have to understand how vibration really works before understanding how the law of attraction is going to work. And I know there's skeptics out there, so I just felt the need to share a little bit more on the topic. So let's learn about some of the best techniques when it comes to manifesting with the law of attraction. In order for the law of attraction to take root, you're really going to have to have a lot of belief. And in order for us to have belief, we have to have a strong sense of self-esteem. So if you don't, it's going to be very hard because when we have low self-esteem, we have a very hard time believing in ourselves. We have a hard time believing in our abilities. So if you struggle with a low self-esteem, I would really begin by working on that before trying the law of attraction, because in order to create anything in our life, we need to believe that we can without working on this, it's going to be very hard to attract what you want because being in that state activates the lower frequencies on the atomic level, right? We're actually manifesting all the time. If you think about it, even here and now, but what makes a difference is if you, if you know what you want, it's the intention behind that, that allows you to take control. And if you have a strong enough sense of a vision or a plan and you build up that desire, that strong emotion associated with that vision that you want to bring into your life and immerse yourself in that feeling every day, it will end up leaving an impression on the subconscious mind. It will program your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind it doesn't know what's real and what's not real. Your subconscious mind is responsible for 95% of your reality. You know, the subconscious mind, it doesn't really process anything negatively and takes everything literally. It loves to serve you and it will give you what you want. It'll give you what you have programmed. So this is why we need to, to, reprogram just like we do a computer we have to reprogram some systems and the subconscious mind is a system for what we really truly want by imagining it and feeling it as if what we want is already here most people want more wealth they want a loving relationship or a partner or better health and the thing about it is 
money is already right in front of you. It's already in your vortex. Just like that partner, just like that relationship or good health, it's all accessible right here, right now in this moment. Money is pure energy. It's an energy exchange and the opportunities around you at this very time are inconceivable. There are so many ways to attract money into your life. We have to be an open channel to see these opportunities so that we can take action. But the biggest impediment is this false ideas that we have in our heads that trick us into believing that it's too hard to attract money or a relationship. It's impossible. Meanwhile, it's not true. Everything and anything we need right here, right now is available to us. It's just a matter of waking up to those opportunities and taking action to get it. Action is needed in order for change to take place, especially when it comes to manifesting. You know, there's a lot of the teachings out there. Just close your eyes, visualize it so bad enough, strong enough that it's going to just come into your life. You have to take the steps to get there. And obviously, optimism helps by broadening your perspective. And if you adopt a more positive outlook, you'll find that you're going to be able to make those positive changes in your life. Manifestation isn't wishful thinking. It's, it's brain training. And the vast majority of our growth happens unconsciously. The practice of manifestation itself really creates unconscious habits and powerful mindsets and it aligns your desires with your actions we can't solve our problems with the same thinking that we used when we created them no one can achieve this ideal life without putting forth the effort effort to take control control of your thoughts control of your emotions control your beliefs ideas and control the subconscious mind sit in a quiet space, maybe in your bed at night before going to sleep, maybe you're already there now. Have a clear, deep, heart-driven intention for why you want what you want. What will it do for your life? How will it improve your daily living? How's it going to affect others? Is it serving other people in, in, in any way? Place your hand on your heart. Picture yourself in your mind's eye, living with that desire. Be the character in that movie. Immerse yourself in those deep feelings of having this desire already, whatever that is for you, and really, really feeling it. And when you do that, it's going to raise your vibration, obviously, because that's an experience that's making you happy. And you want to carry that with you at all times, that feeling. I also recommend writing it down every day. Scripting is a great tool to use for this. But really, again, at any point, any moment, there cannot be any doubt. You have to trust and believe with your everything that this is going to be drawn to you. That one day 
it's going to be yours. It might not come in the exact form that you want, but if you visualize those small, small details, you can attract exactly what you want. You know, I've been manifesting my whole life and I really never knew it. I came across the law of attraction 20 years ago. And honestly, it's, it's really effortless. It really is. It just has a lot to do with belief. And for me, you know, I didn't realize that, that I was manifesting until I came across the law. But I've have this belief because of God, and that's just me. You know, I wouldn't have this ability to be living and breathing without his work. He lives inside of me. He is light, and that's where I get this strong belief from, is, you know, I believe in that light. So if you can anchor it into something bigger than you, it's helpful whatever that is for you. When we exercise these techniques, it's, it's important to not obsess over it. We have to release it. Once we get that vision, don't wait around for it. Don't obsess over it. Just go on with your life, living in a high vibrational way, live in a state of love so that you'll get to experience good feelings and good experiences. You know, when it comes to recoding the mind and changing behavior, repetition is critical. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Do it every day. Before you go to sleep, close your eyes. Just envision yourself in that life. Say affirmations, a prayer. Go out in nature, whatever it is that you can connect with that gets your vibes flowing high. And lastly, really reflect on, on what you're grateful for. I mean, isn't life beautiful? I know there's a lot of people who struggle with depression and that sort of thing, but what you focus on really matters. If you can focus on the good of the world, because there is so, so much good happening in the world. We're just being bombarded by what is not good. There's a wealth of abundance around us right now. And it's up to each person whether they choose to see it or not. Have gratitude for everything and everyone. Be happy and surrender to what is. Wishing you all a very happy healthy, safe holiday. I'll probably take a break next week, but time will tell. Thank you so much for listening. Sending love and light.